Welcome to episode seven of Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I work for Senior Helpers, a company providing in-home care in Central Florida. In addition to working in the senior care industry, I spent six years as a family caregiver. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron, Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a Positive Approach to Care certified trainer and a former family caregiver. Just so you know, the thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to us, not our wonderful employers and sponsors and guests. If you want to get mad, get mad at us and not at them. And also, before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult your own experts. So today we're going to dive into housing options for older adults. To guide us through, we're going to be talking with Ignacio Quinones, co-owner of North Star Senior Advisors. He's a U.S. Army veteran who's worked as a licensed practical nurse at Walter Reed Army Medical Center and has also worked very closely with the geriatric population over the past 15 years. He's a senior advocate that's compassionate in helping identify care needs in the continuum of care. We'll be talking to him right after this message. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ignacio. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Edith and I have both worked with you quite a bit, so we know you. So, you know, that means we can tease you if necessary. <laughs> Pick on him mercilessly. Absolutely. So we're talking about, now we know most seniors want to stay in their homes. Not always the option that is financially feasible or best. For the senior. So let's start by going into, most people say it's the nursing home, but there's many levels of housing options. So Mm -hmm. let's kind of talk about that and we can start with independent living. Sure. Uh, So as you mentioned, a lot of folks want to stay home and I'm an advocate on that as well. If you, if you can stay home safely, right, that's the key word. If you can stay home safely, have the support mechanism, Whatever it takes to stay home, then that's ideal for sure. Uh, independent living, uh, it's a little bit of a graduate process. Now you're leaving the home into an independent living setting. Uh, typically, what folks are looking for in that environment is going to be pie convenience. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, meal preparation, housekeeping, some companionship activities, things like that. So that's going to be ideal for those that want to downsize and kind of want those things done for them. So that's going to be a great option in terms of that independent living setting. And there's quite a few here in Central Florida. Okay, awesome. So, of course, we do broadcast this all around the world. We've got listeners in Germany, so give them some love right now. But we are talking about the Central Florida area. Mm-hmm. And what is your what counties do you serve? So we service uh, Orange, Seminole, Osceola, Lake County, uh, South Volusia right now, 
Okay, yes. fantastic. So I kind of see independent living as a break from the traditional things you have to do in your own home that are not so easy for you when you get older, like mm-hmm. mowing the lawn, we're taking that off, cooking all the meals, doing the housekeeping, changing the sheets. So I can definitely see the advantage there. Mm-hmm. So, But if you need a little bit more help than that, where do we go to? So if you get to the point where independent living is just not quite enough, and usually it's going to be from a care perspective, right? So uh, you can have the amenities, the food, everything, independent living, that you can graduate to the assisted living portion. Um, And again, that's going to be where care is now necessary, okay? Uh, There's various options in assisted living, um, and there's different license types here in Central, in, in Florida specifically, that can accommodate various levels of care. So in the assisted living, uh, seniors will be able to maintain their independence. Uh, They'll be able to have companionship, activities, meals, just like independent living. But now there are staff to care for their needs, which is great. Okay. And what needs do we usually see coming up to make that transition to assisted living? Most common is going to be help with their ADLs, activities of daily living. So dressing, grooming, toileting, things like that. Again, keyword safe, right? You want to be safe. So typically it's going to be a gradual process. So if you are at home, for example, and you're just not safe anymore, let's say you've, you've been having a history of falls, right. nutrition is another big deal, right? If yes. you're not having proper nutrition at home, um, in the assisted living, you can get assistance with those items. Uh, nutrition is a big deal, um, but more importantly, you help with the ADLs. Uh, medication management is another big deal, uh, making sure those medications are properly taken and monitored as well. Uh, so one of the good things in the assisted living world is that there are physicians that round in the community. So you can keep your primary care physician if you like, but uh, we typically recommend go over the in-house physician because the staff and the assisted living have access to these individuals and they can very quickly react to any changes in medications treatments that may be required. Prime example, let's say there's a suspicion of a UTI on a Friday, that in-house physician can order uh, labs very quickly where maybe your primary care may be closed. Uh, So things like that is that it's going to really just emphasize that convenience with care. Okay. And we also have a, a sort of housing for people with dementia related diseases. Yes. And typically it's called memory care. Yeah, in Florida it is called memory care. There's not a real legal definition for it, but before we move on too much, I just wanted to back up what Ignacio was saying with regard to Florida. What we're talking about intimately is Florida, but in different states, these levels are going to be called different things. And, you know, assisted living, it may be called a board and care home in a different state. Oh, Um, And in some states, and I found this shocking when I was covering the East Coast, hospice is not allowed in certain levels. So if you are um, eligible and enrolled Mm -hmm. in hospice, you have have to leave your home, which because we consider assisted living your home, and move to another place. So the point of all that is it's critical to understand the laws, the regulations, what is offered in your state. And when Ignacio talks about safety, um, make sure you're 
understanding that we aren't just talking about falling down the stairs or, you know, goodness gracious, not turning the stove off. Isolation is a real threat to health and safety. And when we talk about someone living alone, moving to independent living can be a beautiful thing, yes. right? You know, we, we live in fear that, oh, I'm going to lose control. But in particular, the groups that Ignacio works with, they are dedicated to keeping the individual, the residents, um, person-centered care intact, keeping their ability to make all decisions that are feasible intact, again, until things change in memory care. All right. So let's talk about memory care. What is that? Is it an assisted living with other things or is it an entirely different thing? So there's a couple of settings here. Um, there's assisted living that have memory support, memory, memory care. Mm -hmm. And there's also standalone memory care communities. OK, uh, they're both could be great settings. It, you know, if it's going to be assisted living memory care, uh, typically, that's going to be if they're going in and they're not quite at, as advanced in the process of dementia or Alzheimer's, and they can still benefit from some assisted living, okay? So that's going to be important to recognize and understand. They can graduate within that process, within that community. Uh, if they're coming into the setting already with a pretty advanced stage of dementia, then, you know, going into directly into the memory care, whether it's within the AL or standalone community, uh, then that's what would be ideal, obviously. Uh, memory care communities are uh, pretty awesome in terms of what they can do for those individuals uh, that are going through the, the process. Um, they are trained to deal with the disease process, of course. Uh, everything is tailored for that need. Uh, but more importantly, uh, you know, the, the safety it's a safe environment. So people will typically ask, what is the most common difference between an assisted living and memory care community? So a memory care community is going to be secured. Okay, that's going to be probably the number one thing. And by that, you mean? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's locked down. So to get in and out, you have to be a staff member, have direct access. So th that's done for the safety of the individual, okay, for you know, preventing elopement, for example. Uh, again, that's going to be for those that are at that stage, right? So that's going to be probably the biggest differentiator is that it is locked down. Yes. Right. So, Edith, you and I know that uh, someone with dementia-related illnesses, you don't know if they're going to wander off until they wander until off. Until they wander <laughs> off. So right. Right. it is best to have them. I, I hate the word lockdown because mm -hmm. it makes you think of prison. Um, but for them, it just means they may have a garden they can go into yes. and doors yes. that they can open. Yes but they're not going to be able to walk off the facility unless someone is with them. Right. Secure right? Yeah. doesn't mean that you are held in a prison. Right. It means that the main exit doors to the outside, the roads, the what have you, are controlled. Um, many, many, many places that offer memory care, the residents are um, able to control the egress to the walking areas, to the protected gardens. So... Um, a lockdown is used as a term because people understand that, but it's it's really not as harsh as it sounds. Right. You don't hear the prison door slam right. shut when you yeah, walk in. No, no <laughs> flashing lights or honking honks. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And the communities have done a really good job in, in, in presenting that environment. Um, you, 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 don't, you walk in and it looks like a traditional AL for the most part. Uh, and, and, and it is so. They have, uh, you know, the 
the, the grounds. They can go outside, the patio. Uh, so it's not as, as harsh as it sounds at all. Good. The Good. lovely dining rooms, right? They have yeah. the um, dining rooms where they try to run them like look like a restaurant, right? Even in memory care. Um, memory care, I think it's important to say in Florida because memory care is not legally defined. If an assisted living facility holds itself out to provide specialized care to persons living with some form of dementia, then they must have that special additional training that Ignacio was mentioning. And it's state-sanctioned training, and they have to undergo, a, um, I believe, eight hours the first year and then refresher every year thereafter. So it's, it's pretty good training. Okay. Well, let's talk about those regulations when we come back right after this message. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, the Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. And we're back. This is Informed Aging, and we're talking with Ignacio Quinones from North Star Senior Advisors. We kind of went through the levels of different, um, different, different homes, I guess you would call them, once you leave your actual home, whether that's independent, assisted, or memory care. There is one more step I want to get into, and that's what most people think about the nursing home. But we call it in the industry, skilled nursing facility. Right. Yeah, it has a couple of names, skilled nursing facility, rehab, nursing home. So that's going to be uh, more of an acute care setting, right? So that's going to be something, for example, if you, God forbid, something happened in the hospital, I'm at home, had a fall, had to go to the hospital, you need rehab, meaning you need to get some pretty aggressive therapy, nursing care, that that's what the nursing home will provide. Uh, nursing home primarily has typically two settings. They're going to have your short-term rehab and also some will have the long-term option for those that need to stay in that environment. Typically, it's going to be if they're staying long-term that they may not be appropriate for an assisted living, okay? Something we haven't mentioned is that there is a criteria. <clears throat> so uh, nursing home is also typically paid by insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, which is another differentiator from assisted living and, and memory care, which is typically privately paid. Okay, so privately paid is out of pocket. Right. You're paying for that. And then your skilled nursing facility or rehab, typically insurance is helping out with that. Yes. So the government um, overlooks these a little bit, a lot. I mean, are the rules and regulations not so much? Can you give me a feel about that? Well, the, rule, the rules and regs are there. Mm -hmm. uh, they're written. Um, and, and they are followed for the most part, right? So uh, they, they outline specifically what can and cannot be done. There, there is a little bit of um, wiggle room in terms of what each individual community, and I'm going back to the assisted living side of things, mm -hmm. what they can accommodate. So they, they have some, uh, uh, they can, some flexibility, right? And it's going to be depending on their license type, and it's going to be also on their staff. Uh, but there are going to be times where the, the need is just so high, okay, that they will have to be in the nursing home. Uh, prime example, they need, if you're going into an assisted living, part of the criteria is you need to be able to stand up, bear weight, pivot, um, either with assistance, one person assist, 
sometimes two-person assist is permitted in the assisted living. Uh, but if you are bed-bound, for example, you, you cannot bear weight, okay? Uh, unfortunately, that eliminates the assisted living memory care option. So then you would have to remain in place or go into a nursing home where they can use a Hoyer lift to lift you in and out of bed. So things like that. There's also wounds, for example. Uh, that's, that's a big deal. Very common, unfortunate situation with wounds. Um, they're staged. Okay, there's various stages on wounds. So um, an assisted living can't handle like a stage one going in, but anything greater than that, stage two, stage three, uh, it cannot. Uh, so I think the normal listener is thinking of wounds like a little something that a Band-Aid would cover, but we're talking more like bed sores and that sort of thing? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Post-op too sometimes. Uh-huh. Okay. Post-op too. And even if it is a a level one or stage one, which can be something as simple as a blister, it still has to, within 30 days, show healing. Mm -hmm. So they're very fussy about open skin (laughs) in an an assisted living facility, even those that have an extended congregate care license. Okay. All right. So how do you decide, if you've decided this is for you, which is a whole other question of getting someone to move, Mm -hmm. how do you find the best one? So, great question. So, uh, there's a lot of options. Uh, now, I'm talking here in Central Florida. There's over 200 licensed communities, assisted living memory care. So, they're, they're pretty wide-ranging, uh, various amenities. Uh, you know, we mentioned license types. So, you know, what we do is just that. We help folks navigate through that process. It's a pretty complicated process when the time comes. So we'll do a consultation. Uh, this is a, it's a complimentary service that we offer, by the way. That means free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it free. Does. It's free to the families <laughs> and the seniors. Um, so we'll do a very thorough consultation. That's very important to us. We want to make sure that we really understand their needs. So our number one focus is understanding their need, their level of care. Second, understanding their budget. As I mentioned, it's privately paid for the most part. There are a few things that will help pay for assisted living. Uh, and we'll help folks identify those, apply for those if needed, uh, and then we will pull options to match their very specific needs and criteria. Geography is a big deal to some folks that want to mm-hmm. be close to mom and visit them daily, right? So we take all that information, we narrow the list down from, you know, let's say 20, 30 you were considering down to a good solid sixth rate that really match that criteria, and that's just mm-hmm. an example. Uh, we'll set up tours, we'll accompany them on tours, uh, but beyond the touring process is really answering their questions, their concerns, and, and coaching to some degree, because a lot of folks won't know really what to ask and look for. So we really want to emphasize that because we really focus on a proper placement. We want to make sure that that very first move that you, you know, for your loved one is the ideal one. So you can, if at all possible, eliminate relocation. That can be pretty, you know, costly and traumatic, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at not just their current needs, but also future needs. Uh, I think I mentioned this a little bit ago. So if you're coming in very early stage dementia, you can benefit from some assisted living and you may have to graduate into memory care. So folks that don't really understand that too much may be going on their own, may just go into the assisted living. You fast forward, let's say eight months, two years. Now memory, uh, dementia has progressed, now you need memory care. But if you chose a community that's a standalone assisted living, you're going to have to relocate your loved one, okay? We look at that. We look at cost. So if, if you're 
have a very specific budget. We're gonna we're gonna want you to really backtrack a little bit, not going capping your budget. Because one thing is that uh, year over year there is an annual increase typically in these communities, anywhere from two to five six percent. Okay, ah. so that's something to consider. So there's a lot of things that folks don't know uh, that can really impact that decision making process, and it's our duty, our job to really just educate them in all of that. And I think one thing that is nice about having you guys in all these facilities is you can gently sway them away from the places that you know are always understaffed or don't have a great reputation that you just can't find out by looking at Google reviews Mm -hmm. or doing your own research. You kind of have the inside track on where they probably isn't going to be the best choice. Yeah, we, we keep a really solid pulse in the community uh, in a couple of ways. One, of course, from the feedback from the families and clients that we've placed, they we, we keep communication with our clients post-moving. So they'll give us feedback on that specific community. Uh, and then we also, of course, know within the community uh, if there's a significant concern of turnover, for example, you know, we, we, we know that having solid leadership in these communities is very important. Executive director, the head of the community. Uh, so in the past, if, if, there, if a specific community is going through a lot, a lot of changes, um, we educate the community, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the family on that. One thing that uh, the mistake that I made, and I know a lot of families do, is that you go in as the adult child and you're like, oh, this place is beautiful. I would love to live here. Mm -hmm. But that's not really what you're shopping for. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, But you're you're right. So a lot of a lot of a lot of kids looking for the parents, they're thinking about what they would want. And, And, you know, a lot of these communities do a really good job. They're beautiful. Um, but we want to make sure that it, it's tailored, the selection is tailored for what their loved one needs. So again, it's just part of that educational process. And we, we try to do our best in that as best as possible. Right. And there are some that look like a, a cruise ship. Yeah. And then there are some that are very homey. And it's just kind of what mom or dad feels comfortable in because that's going to be a major part of their happiness there. Yeah. It's critical to look at the quality of care. And that's where, you know, North Star can help with that too. help you understand what does that ACA survey mean? And um, why are we more concerned about the findings of this survey and not so concerned about the findings of that survey? Um, Thinking about trying to find an appropriate home for my mother who might um, be stage two-ish or certainly have some dementia-related illness by myself as a working adult child is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a full-time job. Um, and why someone wouldn't avail themselves of the help in the community that they don't have to pay for is beyond me. So, you know, if you're living elsewhere outside of Florida, outside of Central Florida, Look for those agencies that can help you without charge, because that um, shouldn't be part of this. You shouldn't be paying for that kind of help. Absolutely. So we're talking about paying. Let's bring up pricing. Mm-hmm. How much is it going to be to live in independent, assisted living, and also memory care? So, Everybody, are you sitting down? Yeah. <laughs> big, big breath, folks. Yeah. Yes. Big breath. Take a yeah. sip of water. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's a very important question. And, um, you know, one thing that we've noticed over the last couple of years is that costs have gone up, 
okay? Mm-hmm. And, and that could be for various reasons, obviously a little bit of inflation, but I would say also the you know, cost of care is, is, is another big one. So uh, independent living, uh, it, it's going to depend on the actual community itself, but you're looking at uh, easily closer to 2,500, maybe 3,000, depending on which amenities you want, okay? Again, remember that independent living, there is no care. All right. right. It, you're talking about room and board, talking about food, activities, things like that, maybe some utilities. OK. Uh, now, if you're going to the assisted living, um, the average cost in Florida for assisted living is about thirty five hundred a month. Uh, what folks need to understand on the assisted living side of things is that that average cost typically is without care. Care oh, okay. is a, Yeah. Care is a significant cost as well, depending on how much care you need. So what we find typically is that there are levels of care, um, and that's going to be communities that will assess the individual, which is part of the requirement prior to moving to the community. That's going to give you a cost on the care side of things. Okay, So a community may have uh, some concessions, specials going on, um, room, but again, you factor the, uh, the care cost. That's, that's going to be important. So that's going to be about the average for assisted living. Um, on the memory care side of things, that's going to be on the higher end on the cost side because um, it's a lot more care intensive, okay, a lot of more hands-on, okay, so it, it's going to be, on that one, you're looking at about 42, 4,400 average cost starting out a month, okay? okay? Now, one good thing uh, from a pricing perspective for memory care is that traditionally they're all inclusive, meaning that you go in, that's the price that you're paying, Okay. Um, again, we, we can find maybe some more affordable options than the average cost, but it's, it's extremely tough to find a licensed, uh, reputable memory care community under 3,800. It's pretty tough, okay? Okay. And if I could for one second talk about level of care for the consumer, for the family member, or the resident who's paying for that level of care, question it. When, when you get the notice that, oh, we're going to increase the level of care, who decided that based on what measurable changes, right? Not right. just that our CNAs worked really short last night and your person was having a rough night and so she was wandering up and down the hallway, so now they need a higher level of care. So who decided? Was it the, was it the nurse? Mm-hmm. Was it the physician of record? And based on what changes from yesterday or last week? So just keep that, keep that in mind. Don't just willy-nilly accepted is what I'm saying. Excellent points. All right, Ignacio, tell people your website. Yeah, so you can visit our website at northstarsa.com. And we actually have a within our website a really good video gallery. Yes. So I would highly encourage if you're listening, check out our website. We, we've done uh, a great job, in my opinion, in putting really good content through videos, various topics, resources. I would, you know, say definitely go there and check that out. Um, You can reach us at 407-796-1582. That's our local phone number here. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. There's so many more questions I have, but so little time, so we may just wrangle you back in here one day. Anytime. But thank you so much. Um, Please make sure, everybody, that you subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging, and tell your family and friends about us. We've got a great episode coming up about hospice. Don't be scared. 
It's good information, okay? It can be a little bit dark, but you're going to be all right. So tune in for that. That's the next one. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at informed underscore aging. On Facebook, facebook.com slash informed aging. If you've got a question for us, email us informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next conversation.